by night and day is on the increase. Our undermanned police force is helpless to cope with the situation. But they have an ally, Batman, who, with the faithful Robin, wages unending war against all criminals. Combination podcast host. <laughs> All right, let's we'll, we'll try it again. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Hi, I'm Andrew. This is Wayne. Well, hello, guys. How are you, Aaron? I'm well. You know, we are down a Mr. Paul tonight because uh, what is it? Hurricane Arthur is attacking him in Virginia. If a hurricane is named Arthur, and seriously, how much of a threat could it be? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just kind of imagine that it talks like uh, Dudley Moore. That's you know? exactly right. Yes. <laughs> Let's face it. Let's face it. The hurricane is just doing to Paul what we all want to do. The hurricane is punishing him for making us read Spaceman. Fair point. Fair now, point. did last I heard, it was still a tropical storm. But I guess it has been upgraded to a hurricane now. Uh, beat the hell out of me. Oh, fair enough. I just know that I got some whiny ass, bitchy little text from Paul going, "Hey, weather, hey." Ow! Yeah. You've been working on your Paul Ponte impression. <laughs> it's like he's here. Uncanny. It's like he's here. Uncanny. So, I got a question for you. Mm. No, I haven't seen anything blow that hard since I saw Paul's mom last. Wow. But first, I have some news. Are you ready for the news? Wait, wait, let me stand up. Let me sit down. Okay, go. Now, um, there is, we, we have mentioned on the Funny Book Show a number of times about a local institution, uh, you know, that sadly had gone out of business uh, a couple of years ago here and I was out. I was out. Oh, dri- no. I, was, I was out driving about uh, the uh-huh. other day in town, and and I saw a sign announcing that Chica's Lucas coming back. How pissed off is Paul that it was closed while he was actually there? <laughs> I am so intensely excited. <laughs> You're gonna be there opening night. I was. I. I. I, I was. <laughs> I had a coworker in the car. We were on our way to lunch, and I did a U-turn <laughs> to make sure I saw the sign right. Male coworker, female coworker. A female coworker. And, and did you explain what you were doing exactly? To I her? did. I did. What was her reply? She was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> How do you keep your job, Eric? <laughs> I've been wondering that too. I know where the bodies are buried, so you know I'm That's covered. Fair. 
<laughs> but Chica's Locas coming back. Very excited. Is that where the next staff retreat's going to be held at? That is where the, we will have the office Christmas party there. <laughs> okay, so, do, okay, go on. You go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so when you have your, your traditional office trivia contest, you could have, like, like the girls who work there be the, uh, like, the Vanna Whites. That's, that's right. That's right. All right, I'm in. You're going to invite me this year, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're lying, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question I have for you guys. You're in the Batcave. There's a fire. You can save one thing from the Batcave. What is it? Wayne? Uh, Batmobile. Batmobile. I have an important clarification. Yes, sir. Am I Batman? Am I Robin? Am I Alfred? Or am I me? You're Andrew. I'm Andrew. Uh Uh-huh. But I have I can access all of the stuff as if I correct. Were you are a trusted partner of the Batman, and you're there, and you know you were probably smoking a cigarette and weren't watching what you were doing, and you know the bat the, you you have set the Bat Cave on fire inadvertently. <laughs> Great, now I've got liability issues. <laughs> oh my god, this type of situation gets more and more stressful. Um, I think we're going to grab one thing and one thing only. I think I'd have to uh, drive the external hard drive that, uh, well, he probably backs up on the cloud, though. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the back cloud. The back cloud. Yeah, uh, that, you that know, supercomputer is, is you know, backed up on the back cloud. Come on, pull your head out of the grass. I'm going to grab the Damien Wayne Robin costume. Uh, nice. Aaron, what would you grab? Well, assuming, I, I have to, t- to assume two things. One, that Alfred and Ace the Bat Dog are able to get out on their own. Okay. Well, yes, absolutely. Okay, so, yeah. so assuming those two things. You know, right. because, you know, you, you got to have Alfred and you got to have Ace the Bat Dog. Not I say Ace, do you mean Titus? Well, I'm not talking about Ace from the cartoon, but Titus oh. from the comic book. Gotcha, gotcha. The, the cartoon is real. Come on. <laughs> it's reality television. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think I think that I might have to go with uh, that big-ass penny. Don't ask me why, but I just think I might have to roll that big-ass penny out of there. It's like a good way to get yourself crushed and then burnt. <laughs> I just say, I'll grab her the penny. Oh, God, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was an easy choice because there's just something about the Batmobile. Like, even when I find myself burnt out on Batman, I still buy Batmobiles. I have a uh, display, like, shelf up on my wall in the bedroom, and there's a shelf of nothing but Hot Wheel Batmobiles, each one different. So. Batmobile is fire resistant enough that it would survive on its own without me. Or maybe, maybe I'm going to amend my answer. Maybe it's the kryptonite ring. Ooh, that's actually a really good one. I hadn't thought of that. But you got to get into the vault where it's kept. You have time. Are you going to die? Is the smoke going to get to you? I think I think it's worth it because you know what if Superman goes goes batshit crazy and we don't have a way to take him down. You know, Batman would expect that I do that. It's funny. You guys are all thinking along the lines of I'm his trusted uh, friend, and this is what I'm going to take to save for him. And I was thinking, what do I want most out of the Batcave? <laughs> I want the Batmobile. You had more of a looter's mentality, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, if we were talking... to jack that car. <laughs> if we were talking future, it'd be the Batman Beyond costume. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that's pretty... So, um, I understand that there was some loot obtained at a garage sale this week. 
Uh, there is, and actually, I even have something that I forgot to put on the list. But okay. yes, so last weekend we had a our neighborhood uh, garage sale, which always involves walking around and seeing what the neighbors have that you might want to buy. And if I recall correctly, this was the reason why you weren't on last week's funny books. That is true. It's uh, my son has spent about the last two weeks sorting, categorizing pricing and making a plan diagram of where to put everything on our Wow, house. he, he so. was retail merchandising his uh, garage sale items. He was, uh, and not just his, everybody's. Like, <laughs> he took stuff of ours that we didn't really want to go, that we had to <laughs> rein him in a little bit. Like, no, I want to keep our copy of The Lion King's son. Can we bring that back? Um, <laughs> and then he was over at my parents' house, who are local, and he was going through their stuff for our garage sale. So uh, it was a big to-do. My parents were there, and uh, I wasn't there Friday because of work, but I was there uh, – uh, had to be there Saturday. So uh, but at one point, uh, I went walking, and, uh, you know, I was trying to be quick about it, and, and I didn't see anything that grabbed my attention. And then later, my son comes back with a couple of boxes of stuff, and uh, one of the, the items, really the gym, one of the items he picked up was a Xbox 360 copy of Lego Batman for $3. Oh, wow. So since then, he's been a bit, a bit of an addict. And I <laughs> that game will we, do it to you. I think we may need to get him to a 12-step program. Now, do I recall correctly that your son wasn't much of a Batman guy before this? Well, you know, he's really – I have tried to not put my hobbies on him at a young right. age. I wanted to kind of either get into it on his own or not. But yet when we started Batman with Aaron and Pauly, I was watching an episode of Batman, the uh, animated series for our first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, and he he saw it and like watched five minutes of it and was hooked and we, we go back we, you know we have kind of a stable of shows but we're still really watching our way through it and uh, he loves Legos and so he saw Lego Batman he was all on and he, he previously played the Lego Star Wars games so you know he knew almost, what he was getting almost all the Lego games are just really good but there's I still have that uh, soft place in my heart for the first Lego Batman I've played the first one I've played the second one. The first one had some things in it that I really wish they would have added into the future ones. Like one okay. of well, one of the cool things is being able to go up into Wayne Manor. Mm. That you can take the elevator up into Wayne Manor, and all of the different levels where you've collected the brick pieces. There's a room upstairs where they're building the models, so you oh, can cool. go and see the pieces of you know, piece of the Joker's van that you were building, or the boat you were building, or whatever you're building in each level. And you can kind of, it's not just seeing, oh, I found four out of five bricks. You see, here's the partially built model. Uh, I, I love that you go, you can go over and switch over to the villain side and you're playing in Arkham Asylum, running around as the villains and they have their own yeah. things that they're building. Um, there was a lot of really cool things that they did in the second one, like with opening up the city. But honestly, I just really liked wandering around Wayne Manor and the Batcave itself. You know, it's 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 an excellent game for everything I've seen. I, I wish I'd had time to play some myself, but I haven't yet. But he is he is loving it. And then what I did have time to do this week is start a new series on Netflix. Well, I only watched the first two episodes, but I think you guys are both fans of it. I started watching Young Justice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, huge fan. Yeah, I just saw that. I saw that the other day that they added that series uh, on Netflix. Right. So it's a fairly I'm, recent ad, isn't it? Uh, in the last couple of weeks, yeah, uh, I want to say. And, yeah, because I, I didn't catch the end of it, so uh, I, I, well, I'm excited to watch it. I'm to the point where they've uh, liberated Project KR. Very excited. Oh, you're still at the beginning then. Yeah, I, two, two episodes. Two yeah. episodes in, yeah. That's so, a good show. 
hoping to catch a little more, uh, but I'm in the last couple of weeks of my semester, so it's a little bit busy right now. Yeah, the uh, I I remember I didn't think the first episodes were the uh, I want to say it was the first two or three or one story arc. I don't think that's as good as the rest of the series. It has a but even that was good. We've got to get the band together. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. at this well, and what's nice is I mean you do have the capacity to binge watch. You don't have to wait till next Saturday. Absolutely, that's that's how I prefer to watch my media. Right. Like to binge it. Darn straight. Now, did either one of y'all? And we'll, we'll slip a little bit off topic here, but uh, did it, either one of y'all watch Penny Dreadful on Showtime? Mm, don't have Showtime. Don't have Showtime. Oh man, I, the season just wrapped up, and I got to tell you, I. As much as I enjoy Game of Thrones, I think I enjoy Penny Dreadful more. Now, do they uh, does Showtime have a deal with with Amazon or Netflix to stream their stuff after um, a certain period of time? I, I think that they they kind of default to Amazon yeah. uh, most of the time, but there are there are a few shows that they put on over at Netflix, so it'll it'll land at either one of those places. Yeah, so I own Prime, or if you've got uh, uh, Netflix, you'll, you you might get an opportunity to watch it at a later date. I don't do any of the uh, the big cable channels just because I already pay enough for my cable as sure. it is. So, sure, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we you don't know, do Showtime or HBO. I I am always thinking about okay, what which of my uh, premium channels can I ditch on uh, on cable? And it's always like, ah, oh, yeah, but I watch Game of Thrones on HBO, and crap, I watch uh, I, I watch Ray Donovan on Showtime, and you know, there's always at least one good thing that I really like. So, so for Game well, of know. Thrones, what we do is uh, we have friends that buy the DVDs as they come out. Yeah. They'll buy the box set, and they'll immediately when they get it, take out the uh, either the DVD or the Blu-ray version, and they'll take one version, and we'll borrow the other. Oh yeah, well. You know, I'm such a Luddite that we don't even have cable in our house. I, I don't know how you live. You know, you have a lot more time to sit outdoors, enjoy nature. What's that? <laughs> That's the thing that, you know, messes with my allergies so much. <laughs> That's, That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we do all of our watching here through, you know, we, we get the, what, four or five channels uh, over our digital antenna, just over the air for free, and then everything else is uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. That's like how they used to live in the Stone Age. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think that's what, what, what cavemen had. You know, I'm pretty sure there are, are pictograms on the walls depicting uh, <laughs> this experience of the cave family sitting around watching, you know, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think I could, uh, I could probably drop cable. My wife couldn't because she watches a ton of stuff. I, I do think that it, it's coming. I, I think that that there is a a sustainable market now in streaming services that you could you can easily get rid of cable. Oh yeah, I mean we have a Roku. So we have hundreds of channels of free stuff that we can watch and things that we have memberships to, like, you know, Hulu Plus and Netflix and Crunchyroll. And so there's a ton of options for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and we saved almost a little less than $1,000 a year by doing that. Oh, that's not that's yeah. not insignificant money for, uh, no. I think, anyone. Yeah. And then, you know, the only the only time we miss it is uh, when there are my, my wife somewhat misses when there are live sporting events, especially for, uh, you know, our university team. So uh, See, what my wife would miss is BBC America. That's what it's she awful. watches more than anything else. I mean, BBC America streams a lot of their stuff online. Um, I mean, and uh, if it's something that BBC puts through PBS, they PBS will stream it through their app. Yeah. So stuff like, uh, when I think of Downton Abbey, streams through the PBS app. 
Yeah, I, I often have considered, you know, just going straight with, uh, you know, an Amazon Prime service and Netflix and just calling cable done. Saves a lot of money, time, and uh, annoyance. Yeah, I think I, I, for me it's, you know, certainly the money is, is an issue, but, you know, just dealing with the service issues with cable just irritates yeah. the tar out of me. I would Absolutely. have to buy some sort of DVR then. Because yeah, well, uh, what we do watch on regular TV, I don't know when anything's on, and I don't want to know when sure. anything's on. I just want well, my DVR to record my Arrow and my, you know, Agents of Shield and such. I highly recommend TiVo, uh, and I've got the TiVo Romeo, which I have a single TiVo box, but it broadcasts to my other televisions. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, and for the cost of uh, getting rid of cable, you can pick up a season pass for Amazon for several series and not, you know, still be well ahead on the money. Sure. Um, because I can do that ages of shield because that was something I wanted to watch and, and I, I haven't, but it's something I thought I'd go to watch in real time. Uh, and so I picked up the season pass and, uh, you know, it was always there for me every week. Well, I, I guess one of the things that you could pick up in the fall would be Gotham. Gotham. Which Gotham. gets us, Gotham. Which gets us back on track to Batman. So, oh, Batman, right. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys saw it or not this week, but, uh, they released another picture from the set of Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. And they released the uh, new picture of Superman, the Man of Steel, which doesn't look altogether different from, you know, Superman and the previous Superman. Yeah, and that was my reaction when I saw the picture. I'm like, why are they even releasing this? This, There's nothing new here. But what do you think about Superman with a widow's peak? I don't know if I'm wild about his hair. Point. <laughs> You're Mr. Spit Curl. Go for it. I, I miss the spit curl. I do. As do I. As do I. But you know, they did uh, release some. Uh, some. Uh, I shouldn't say they released. Latino Review uh, <laughs> uh, reported that we have some information about some of the villains that might appear in uh, Dawn of Justice. And uh, the first one that they're talking about is Victor Zaz. You know, who of course is the. Uh, uh, serial killer who marks his body, you know, every time he uh, kills somebody. I think that's a pretty gruesome villain to put in the movie, but I like it. I would love to see Superman interact with him. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, it's uh, and, just to see his reaction to somebody like that. Well, you know, if uh, Superman kills Zod, wouldn't he just have to just heat vision, you know, into nothingness, Victor Zod? No. Why not? Because, well, because he has a thousand options to deal with Victor Zaz. Victor Zaz is not a Superman. He's a regular human. The thing with Zod was that that was the only way he could stop Zod as a kind of equal power level type person. It was his, his only option available to him. With Zaz, he's got a multitude of ways to deal with him. Yeah, if they don't go with Superman regretting the decision to kill Zod and basically beating himself up over it for at least part of the movie, I'm going to be really disappointed in them. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see him deal with what he's done by killing Zod and having that be a motivating factor for why he never kills again. I want I want the conversation of Superman going, I killed a man, to Batman replying, my parents are dead. <laughs> Superman, Superman going, so are mine. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just stare at each other. So, uh... So Victor Zaz is listed as uh, as a potential villain in the movie. We we'll also see that Morgan Edge from uh, Metropolis, and you know Morgan Edge has had a couple of different uh, you know incarnations over the years. And the one that I'm always familiar with is you know when he was the you know producer broadcaster over at what WGBS, you know the 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 uh, local Metropolis news station. 
but you know, they're describing him here in the Latino Review article as a publicity flack and public mouthpiece for Lex Luthor's company. That makes sense to me. I can see that as a Morgan Edge type role. Sure. He's kind of this swarmy, uh, elegant bastard. And then this third one, I don't, I don't know who David Kane is. I don't either, unless he is the That's David Kane who raised Cassandra Kane. Yeah, because he described his master assassin. Yeah. That is Cassandra Kane's father. And I guess I just always knew him as Kane as opposed to David Kane. So what, what's his? Is he just human? Is he super powered? Yeah, he's a human badass guy. Yeah, they haven't Again. said anything super powered for villains in here. Because I yeah. think all of the superpowered fighting is going to be between Team Batman versus Team Superman, which I is just, just himself. <laughs> which one I, are you, I Andrew? Are you Team Batman or are you Team yeah. Superman? I think we both know from statements I've made publicly, I'm all about Team Batman. <laughs> but but do I? I don't really want to go to a movie to see heroes fight heroes, guys. That's what I think we're seeing. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a lot of this movie. I think I think you're going to have the first half of the movie being heroes fighting Superman because of what Superman did in Metropolis, and then them all going, "Hey, wait a minute! There's all these other bad guys. Let's team up." Yeah, let's go after these guys. Regular cops could take care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, since Amanda Waller is going to be in it, mm-hmm. my my suspicion is that she will reach out to Batman, and she's going to be the one to put together the team to take on Superman. And it's not going to be Team Superman, it's going to be Superman versus Team Batman, which would be Wonder Woman and Aquaman and everyone else they're lining up for this. So, you guys know I liked Man of Steel quite a lot. You guys know I liked most of the Batman movies. Uh Um, I'm not really, the more I hear about uh, Dawn of Justice, kind of the less excited I am about it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think a lot of that goes to, it seems like they're cramming an awful lot into the movie. And I think they've got they've got a problem over on the DC side of things that they don't have a showrunner. They don't have somebody who's who's running that those projects like they do on, on the Marvel side of the house. You know, Marvel's got such a consistent message, yep. uh, and and it, it links so nicely into their comic book universe. I, I just I, I hate that about the DC stuff. Yeah, I was excited about the idea of Superman and Batman <clears throat> in the same movie. But the more we hear about it and the more it's lining up as Superman versus Batman, that's not what I wanted to see. I want to see them team up. I don't want to see them fighting. I can see that in the comic books. Yeah. I want to see, you know, I was fine with them verbally, because they're such different personalities. I can see them verbally, you know, jab each other, but I don't want to see them actually, because unless Batman has kryptonite, it's not a fight. And then, you know, sure, he's got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and then it's just, it's them destroying Gotham City or, or you know, Metropolis again, like they uh, did when they fought Zod and, and his two boys. So you know how just, awesome would that be if they managed to uh, they throw all this money at Metropolis and Luther personally has it rebuilt, and it's rebuilt in a year or two, and then they destroy it again. Just to get Aquaman punched through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm a... Uh, Man, you know, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll see it. It's a, it's a superhero movie. I, I see almost all superhero yeah, movies. Yeah. So I'm going to see it, but I'm not. It's kind of like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, I went to see it eventually after it had been out in this theater for, you know, four or five, six weeks, and, and I didn't care for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, have a, I'm, I have a feeling this will be a similar situation. But maybe you guys can watch it, like, when it first comes out and tell me if I should see it. Well, I won't see it opening weekend because it's coming out opposite of a Marvel movie. Now, if they just do a double feature of the Marvel movie and uh, Batman, <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, and what 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 is it uh, what is it going up against, Wayne? Captain America, isn't it? 
I think that's the case. I remembered it was a Marvel movie that was going to be the same weekend, but I can't I remember. It, I, I think it's Cap. Yeah, I'm going to have to go see Cap. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, I the, what you're going to see before that, though, is uh, the new selfie variant of Batman Superman number 14 with a featuring a selfie of uh, Superman and Batman. I feel dumber for having looked at that. <laughs> DC Comics released the uh, teaser image this week for the upcoming variant, which I shared right before we started recording. And uh, Andrew and Wayne were quite charmed by it. (laughs) I physically hurt by looking at this. This is horrible. You know, it has has one thing. I, I do enjoy the fact that Superman is forcing Batman to smile. But Batman wouldn't stand there and take that. He'd punch him in the face with his kryptonite ring. Come on! <laughs> yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that Batman would, would, would have allowed the picture, you know, yeah. because, you know, he, he's an urban legend. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it just, it, it makes me cry a little bit inside when I look at this picture. So I'm going to close that window. I'm like, Ooh, I feel much better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming soon to a comic stand near you. Yeah, get out and get it while it lasts. Yeah, flying off. I don't buy Batman Superman, but if I did, I wouldn't get that cover. You're getting it, Wayne. You're getting it next year. Fear the con is again (laughs) (laughs) from Aaron. (laughs) Well, the sad thing is, is we'll we'll both buy it for each other. (laughs) Yeah, you guys probably. That would be hilarious. So, uh, Batman Eternal. What are we? Twelve issues in now. I think the 12th issue came out this week. 13. 13 came out this week. So 13 issues of the uh, weekly series, and uh, Wayne and I have both been reading. Wayne, what do you think? I am really enjoying most of it. Yeah. Okay, so first off, tell me what you're enjoying. Okay. You know, there's it is the type book because it's weekly. There's different artists on some of the issues. There's a lot of different storylines going on. The storylines I'm really enjoying are, of course, the origin of Spoiler, because that is, uh, I'm, I like that it's this, uh, long build to the character, that they didn't just, uh, do all the origin in one issue and be done with it. I kind of really like the decompressed selling of it. I, I'm loving Jim Gordon in prison, and just how he's dealing with that, and that he finally has a chance to talk to his son, and knows that his son's not dead. You know, loving that storyline. I like the presentation of Red Robin in here. I think that hes they've done a pretty good job, much better than the Teen Titans book, that's for sure, of giving us the character that we liked pre-New 52. Okay, so what don't you like? Uh, anything with the pig villain, because I hate him. You mean uh, Professor Palian? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I don't particularly care about Falcone. I know that he's the big one of the big villains in here, but I've never found him to be particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I didn't care for that. I really hated the art in some of the issues. I'm going to guess which issue in particular. I believe that it was issue number eleven with uh, art by Ian Bertram, and that was the story with Batgirl down in Mexico. Yes, that would be the one. Yeah, uh, I. I have to tell you, I started off really disliking the style because it was very jarring uh, from the issues that preceded it. Um, you know, we've got, like, for instance, this week, uh, I know you dug the artwork this week. Oh, yeah, you know, loved it. You know, uh, the, the art in uh, Batman number 13 is uh, 
la, 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 is by uh, Michael Jannon and Guillermo Ortego. And it's just, you know, it's just that, that very traditional, uh, uh, I, I hate that it's, it's a modern sort of, uh, of, uh, representation, very crisp, uh, very, very bold black lines, uh, you know, lots of, lots of digital painting on the, on the, on the, on the panel. Uh, and it's very pleasing to the eye. The style in Batman number 11 is a little jarring. Uh, You know what makes it worse? Eleven is very heavily focused on female characters, Mm -hmm. and this artist cannot draw an attractive female character. You know, the face look horrible, and their hair. Well, and I I was there were some choices that he made. There there are some things that I liked. I mean, like there there were some scenes with Batgirl that I thought really worked. Um, But like he he draws all of these very large women, you know, that are that are models or whatever. And I couldn't understand what the point of that was. I mean, he clearly is drawing, you know, more slender women, but I, I couldn't figure out why these women were in particularly so so robust, you know. Um, he and, made Stephanie Brown look ugly. That um, shouldn't happen. He should never be allowed to draw her again, ever. But, you know, the, uh, the, the bug monster lady that he draws, um, and I forget her name all of a sudden, but, you know, you know she she – assumes the armor of, of these giant insects, these giant insects, you know, jump on her and, and she wears them as armor. And that was just creepy as all get out. And I thought his art worked really well for that. Well, what, uh, the other thing I thought it worked well on, like, I hated his Alfred, yeah. I, especially Alfred's hands. But I thought he did a pretty good job of showing stitches. Yes. The art style fit for the stitches, but not for Alfred or for people or for females or for anything that I ever want to read again. And I, and I guess what I disliked about the, his artwork in this book is that it just reminded me so much of an R. Crumb style, you know, that, that very, you know, 1960s counterculture kind of representation. Um, and I think that's what bugged me so much about it. But the, I, I thought that he, he, I mean, on the one hand, I disliked the artwork. On the other hand, I liked the artwork. So I'm a little conflicted about this. But there's this wonderful scene where uh, – uh, Stephanie Brown walks into her father's bedroom and just sees this nightmarish creature assaulting her father. Well, and my problem on that page was Stephanie. She looks like she's a overweight midget. Yes. Yeah, she doesn't look like a little girl. She, she's got these, you know, very boxy shoulders. I mean, she looks like she's a wrestler, you know. Uh, yeah, the bat monster looked fine. Her father looked fine. She didn't, though. But the, I mean, that the monster that she sees, you know, as a little girl is horrific. You know, it, it is just horrific. It, it just, it's so, all the tentacles and it's, it's very Cthulhu-esque. And then it cuts away. And I think that he does a very effective job communicating the reason why Batman didn't go any further. You know, because you, you see that realization on, on Batman's face. Um, so I thought that scene worked. Um but other than that, I, I, I had I had a hard time with this issue with the writing as well. Because some of the stuff just seemed to come out of the blue. Yeah, you know? I, uh, I also didn't care for the art on the issue before that, the uh, the one with the Catwoman cover. Uh-huh. Well, in that story, you know, there is it, – it felt like there was some stuff going on with, with Catwoman. And, and maybe it's just the, the way that they're telling the story. They're just waiting to give us some more information. But I, I did feel like uh, uh, so, that, like we were getting just bits and pieces of the Catwoman story. 
Yeah, and I, I'm just not tying on to the Catwoman story either. Yeah. But that's the thing is when you do a weekly book, you're going to have a lot of – just based on the previous weekly books DC's done. Sure. You're going to have sure. a lot of subplots, a lot of stories. Some will resonate with some people. Some will resonate with others. So I don't mind that there's threads that I just don't care about because there are others that I really do. And I think that's going to be the same for everyone. I said well, the obvious one for me is Stephanie because everyone knows how much I love well, that character. And, and you know, I, I make fun of you a lot because, you know, I, I have not enjoyed Stephanie Brown in the past, but I like how they're writing her origin. You know, that her, you know, father is the clue master and, you know, she finds out that not only is her dad a supervillain, but that her mom's in on it. You know, so she's got nobody that, sh- that she can trust. In fact, horrible thing happens this week where her dad sends her a bomb. I mean, how fucked up is that? Yeah. Well, it's just to show you care, you know. <laughs> just a well, little something for him to say. I love you, honey. I'm thinking about you. She's I mean, going to have a really hard time buying her dad a Father's Day card next year. Because, you know, all the Father's Day cards say, to the best father in the world. They don't say, happy Father's Day, Dad. You're not the best dad in the world, but you certainly are mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find that one. Yeah, thanks for killing my best friend, Dad. <laughs> now, I, see, the reason I originally liked Stephanie Brown, when I really got into the character, was the early stories with her, where she was, you know, it was a lot of the same stuff. It was Clue Master was her father. She's only putting the costume on at first to deal with him. And then they developed that relationship with Robin. Yeah, it was really uh, when she got involved with Robin, and the Robin title was where I really started to like the character. And then she came into more prominence, and she wasn't written as well then. And I, as much as I did like her in the Batgirl role, I liked her better as Spoiler, and I liked her better in the early stories. And it's just the nostalgia for the early stories that pushed me through the later ones with her. And this feels like the character felt when she first showed up. Kind of this underdog, nobody will listen to her. She's going to have to eventually put on a costume to deal with her father because nobody will listen to her. She's... Yeah. She's tried everything else at this point. You know who else I'm really enjoying in in this series is Vicki Vale. Yeah. I have never been a Vicki Vale fan before. She's just always kind of seemed like the poor man's Lois Lane. But, uh... I, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> back up. What? Back up. Okay. Do not badmouth Vicki Vale. <clears throat> I'm sorry. She's never done anything for me. Uh, wait, you're attracted to Paul, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> who isn't? Okay, go on. Okay. So uh, I, I, they're really giving her character something to do. They're really demonstrating that her character has talent and knowledge and skills. You know, she, she's just not a Lois Lane ripoff. Yeah, and I and, like that police officer that she's working with. Absolutely. This issue, when everything comes together mm-hmm. and you see just how intelligent their plan has been all this time, Yeah. It. I was really impressed by that. This issue was one of my favorite issues of the series so far. I will say that for a a uh, series called Batman Eternal, very curious, little Batman, curiously little Batman in this book. <laughs> I mean, in thirteen issues, we've had very little Batman. I'm trying to remember if Batman was, Batman wasn't even in this issue, was he? Uh, he was in the shadows. He was watching the police. You know the. Uh, the guy that That's Jim right. Gordon recruited, you know, do some work there. But I'm with you, Wayne. I really enjoy the the conversation between Jim Gordon and Jim Gordon Jr. Uh, you know, I guess they call him Jim Jim. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was a really interesting conversation. I am looking forward to seeing some of the trial of Jim Gordon. 
Um, I, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be fun and entertaining and just awful for the Gordons. Yeah, I am. So I'm enjoying that subplot quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, you know, for a weekly book, it's I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm really enjoying some of the subplots. And there's only two Batman books that I pick up now since Nightwing's gone. And so, what are those two books? Batman Eternal and Batman Sixty Six meets the Green Hornet. So t- I, I think I think you uh, mentioned that you read uh, one of those books today. So why don't you tell me about it? Yeah. So. This is written by Ralph Garman, who we both have been a big fan of from uh, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. And there is just something about this book. If if I didn't watch the original series, I don't think I would enjoy it. But I have so much nostalgia for the Adam West Batman, as well as the Green Hornet from that time period. And that crossover episode they did is quite possibly my favorite of the whole series. So nostalgia-wise, I'm approaching this with heavy nostalgia. And I'll admit that that, uh, that kind of puts a rose-colored, you know, glasses on for me when I'm reading it. Right. But it really feels like Ralph has the voice down. When I'm reading what these characters are saying, I can hear the voices of the actors doing these di- lines of dialogue. It sounds like the exact kind of corny dialogue they would have on the show. The art, I think, is very good for what, you know, for this type of story. They've obviously made Batman slimmer. You know, he, Adam West was never in the shape of the Batman they're drawing here. <laughs> that, that's for sure. And I think Green Hornet's in a little better shape, too. But Dude, Green Hornet, freaking amazing shape. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Kato. Yeah, you're thinking of Kato. <laughs> yeah, Kato was in phenomenal shape. Go on. Yeah, Green Hornet himself was more of a, he yeah. was a better shape than Adam Let's West, know. but uh, certainly no Kato. No. And I'm even like, in this issue, we get uh, the Cesar Romero Joker. And there's the little lines in the, all the art to kind of indicate that there's a mustache under the makeup. <laughs> That's nice. And I get such a kick out of it. Yeah. It is, uh, this is a fun book. Well, there's a, you know, having read the first issue, there's a lot of attention to detail. Oh, yeah. And this is definitely, the second one's the same way. There's so much uh, detail from the shows. I mean, it's, I think you would have to be a fan of the original shows to enjoy it as much as I am. You have to have that nostalgia. Now, but I do, uh, so I love it. So, you know, we, we, we we're enjoying the weekly series of uh, Batman Eternal. We got an announcement this week that DC is adding two more books to the Bat Universe this October. On October 1st, we get Arkham Manor, uh, and that's going to be written by Jerry Dugan and drawn by Sean Crystal. And then there is another book called Gotham Academy, and that's going to be written by Becky Clooney and uh, Brendan Fletcher and drawn by Carl Kirscht. Um So let's start off with Arkham Manor. Arkham Manor, for whatever reason, has uh-huh. Wayne Manor serving as uh, an asylum. Yeah, it sounds like something happens to Arkham Asylum, and they move the uh, maniacs into Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor for some reason. I mean, the the cover that they have posted shows, uh, you know, Wayne crossed out in paint and Arkham spray painted above it. That just, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, in, under what circumstances that's an acceptable alternative. It, it seems natural to me. I mean, you got <laughs> you got billionaire. Bruce Wayne. The asylum burns down. I mean, my first thoughts to house them with the local billionaires, and of course, they can't, you know, they're public servants. They're not going to fight that. Well, and nothing seems like a uh, better idea than putting all the villains 
in the house with the secret entrance to the Batcave. Well, sure. And, uh, you know, so nothing could go wrong here, right? I mean, you know, this sounds like a great idea. Um, no, I agree. It seems it seems there has to be some sort of motive or plot sure. or else it's going to make no sense sure. for him to take them in and put them in there. And then we have Gotham Academy, Ooh. which uh, appears to be a brighter, happier story than, uh, than uh, you know, Arkham Manor. So um, it's it's a uh, – it almost sounds like Young Avengers in Gotham, you know. It's, I was – yeah, I was thinking Teen Titans and Gotham. Yeah, Teen Titans yeah. or or perhaps uh, yeah, it's you know certainly the the young superhero set. Uh, even if they are superheroes, young adventurers perhaps is is maybe a better description from what we know so See, far. They're describing it as monthly teen drama. There, I'm thinking more like Morning Glories and Gotham. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think they're going to be heroes, so that's why I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be tortured those. by their. I don't think they're going to be tortured by their teachers either, though. I don't know. It is Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Bruce Wayne, I guess they're, the way they're tying it in is that, you know, Bruce Wayne is one of the school's chief benefactors at this prestigious prep school they all go to. So uh, I'm actually way more interested in checking out Gotham Academy than I am Arkham uh, Manor. But well, maybe I'd say out of the two, if I was going to give one of them a chance, it's going to be Gotham Academy. I don't like the look of the cover. But the cover art tells me nothing about what the inside art's going to be. I have to say the Gotham Academy teaser art, I'm rather fascinated by. Yeah. You know, I, I it looks very interesting. It looks like, you know, again, you know, young adventurers, you know, uh, bouncing around. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that there's some kind of forbidden knowledge. You know, I, I, I think that I think that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I just don't like the style of the art for the teaser. Oh, and, and I like the style. That, that yeah, I'm, I'm grooving to that. Well, there's a ghost in the North Hall and oddball teachers, then nothing is as strange as the students. Yeah. Now, it looks like fun. Looks like fun. Now, of course, you know, on the heels of last week's uh, conversation about trimming our lists, I'll have to evaluate at the time that uh, that comes out in October as to whether or not it makes financial sense to make yeah. such a purchase. This was the first week where I dropped a lot of bucks. I was down to 30 bucks this week, and I had been I had been averaging about 50 bucks a week. Don't say that too loud. My wife might hear. No. <laughs> Aaron, are you buying these through the Comicology website, through individual comic company apps as in-app purchases, or through your comic book store? Uh, Comicology website purchases. Sell out. <laughs> I am holding firm. No, no out-of-app purchases for me. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I, ha- I have done thus far, and I'm, I'm eager for there to be some other kind of solution there. See, if I were buying digital, it would be from the website anyway, because I've never bought in-app. All of the Comixology digital I've bought have always been on the website. So that's what I'm doing. And I didn't, you know, I bought none. This will this will stun everyone. I bought none of the new Guardians of the Galaxy stuff this week. I didn't I did, buy the Rocket Raccoon book. I didn't buy the Star Lord book. I didn't buy the the you know uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. I I did not buy any of those. Yes, those were my first yep. cuts. Yeah. You know, based on the way you guys have been talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, that does not surprise me at all. I, uh, I I looked at it, you know, I looked at the preview pages online, and I was just like, ah, it's just not jazzing me. I'm going to wait and see, you know, what reviews say and see if, if, if somebody can convince me to, to read them. I know Paul bought them. Well, but that, you know, he did. But a fool of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul goes a tribute. I don't think so. <laughs> Paul buys everything. For Paul, a trim is like, yeah, could you cut that one hair an eighth of an inch? Yeah, great, perfect. Well, I, I think he works on that ear hair and the nose hair. Everything else stays. 
I shaved my back. I missed Paul. <laughs> I hope he's okay. I hope Arthur doesn't get him. Now, uh, you know, I I think you were there at the table, Andrew. I, I know you were there at the table. When we were okay. in, in St. Louis, uh, we were playing in, I believe it was John's Chill Game. Yeah. Oh, or maybe it was your Atomic Robo game. I, I can't remember. But, I was at both of them. Okay, but Joey, do you remember Joey from our yeah. table? And yeah. he had that great dice cup. Yeah, that was uh, my Atomic Robo game. Yeah, I bought one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was so taken by his uh, his big dice cup. I uh, What I dice cup did he have? He had this great, like, you know, leather-bound, velvet-lined uh, dice cup. And he'd draw all this dice in there, roll them, and then, boom, do the reveal. It was great. I've thought about going to, because, like, Target has a... Batman Joker, like Yahtzee game. Dice game, yeah. 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 And I've thought about getting it just to get the dice cup from it. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, I always think about stealing the little bat, batgammon, uh, uh, dice cups from, from my batgammon game, but they're not yeah. big enough. You know, like if you're playing, you know, something where you're throwing, you know, a hand, you know, like doing damage in Savage Worlds, it's just not big enough. But, uh, I picked it up, I, I, it's on order, it should be here next week. And time for next week's game. So I'm very excited about this. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I am always down to game. Uh, and and I, I honestly, I, I went through a good bit of withdrawal when I got back from Fear of the Con. It was rough, wasn't it? It's always rough, but this year seemed particularly so. I think because I didn't get there till late on Thursday, so yeah. I missed out on a solid, you know, 12 hours of bonding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I, the next week, killed the Pokemon game and went back to Dresden. <laughs> how, I, wait, how did you kill the Pokemon game? I told everyone, hey guys, I'm just really not feeling this, so I'm not gonna run it anymore. You wanna, you wanna go back to our dressing game? And they're all like, yes, that's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> like, okay, thank you for giving me the shot with Pokemon, but I didn't like it. Well, beyond running, uh, Rainsboro next week, knock on wood, um, I'm also running a live game here with my buddies on Saturday next week, so. Oh, not this Empire Earth. This Empire Earth! I feel like you're cheating on us a little I bit am right now. Che- cheating on with you a little bit. Yeah, mm. it's happening. Like, I don't approve. Well, if, it, if it'll make you feel better, I'm going to call them all Andrew. So surprisingly, that does make me feel better. <laughs> Not sure why, but it does. All right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, joining me here this week for uh, Batman with Aaron and Polly without Polly. Yeah, honestly, I think the quality went up. I think so too. I think, yeah. I think it's evident from the listening. Best practice? Uh huh. Yeah, throw a hurricane at Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, y'all have a good night. Stay safe, Paul. Batman with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Batman is copyright DC Comics. Got a question or comment? Leave us a message on the Ideology of Madness hotline at 972 763 5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. No adolescent boy sidekicks were injured during the production of this podcast.